You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu dot com code GLOW. Good morning to you. It's Tuesday the 29th of November. You're watching Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk TV. We are live from the Talk Radio studios. Coming up, Rishi Sunak has said the golden era between the UK and China is now over in his first foreign policy speech as Prime Minister. Meanwhile, the government has axed plans in the online safety bill to force social media platforms to take down legal but harmful material, but they will still face multi-million pound fines if they fail to protect children. And the nation will come to a standstill tonight as England take on Wales in the first all-British World Cup clash. The time right now is 6.33. This is Talk Breakfast. Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for joining me. Um, it's going to be a very big night tonight, of course. Uh, both England and Wales, their chance to go through uh, to the uh, group, well, I leave leave the group stage, go to the final 16 uh, in the World Cup clash. But bit easier for England, to be fair, unless we lose 4-0 to Wales, we're going to be going through. Frankly, a bit dull Dullsville draw on Friday night against uh, the US. Uh, But Wales could, if they win, and if we see a a draw uh, between Iran and US playing at the same time tonight, Wales could go through. Personally, as an England fan, I'd love to see both home nations go through. It would be absolutely wonderful. Uh, But uh, we're going to be talking about that a little bit later in the show. Uh, Lots to talk about, of course, that uh, what's been happening in terms of the Chinese events in in China with the crackdown on those protests. And, of course, what Rishi Sunak had to say. And, of course, what's going on back here when it comes to migrants, when it comes to plans for the national grid. At one point yesterday, they were planning to have a situation, an emergency, effectively, where they tell people, oh, would you mind if we could just pay you not to use too much electricity? tonight because we haven't got enough during the uh, England-Wales clash because we're a first world country and we actually do that, really. Uh, all of that coming up and to join me for all the chat, delighted to say, is Russell Quirk, who's social commentator. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. Um, genuinely, yesterday, we, we, we go through to what we're going to you know, talk about on the show and who we should book and what, you know, what the guests should be. And it was a real struggle because there were so 
many different topics mm. that we wanted to talk about, all of which I think have real significance for people across the board. Um, but let's start uh, with what Rishi Sunak had to say. Uh, first speech as Prime Minister on foreign policy, you know, he was Chancellor. He was, you know, they said no one had heard of him. Then he became Chancellor, lockdown, blah, blah. Um, and, you know, it carries on from there. Um, and we haven't really heard much. He's been on the world stage at these G7 meetings and meeting um, Joe Biden and uh, who had delighted to meet Rashid Sinouk, I think he thought he was. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, we we didn't really know much of where he was other than what he said in these Tory leadership hustings where he'd actually talked about China being a threat. Well, that language has been toned down, but he did say that the golden era between the UK and China is over. He called for a new approach to the Chinese government. This was speaking at the Lord Mayor's Banquet at London's Guildhall. This is a, a very big sort of set-piece speech. Um, and he, he said we that uh, closer the idea that closer economic ties would 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 bring us closer politically and bring China into the fold of modern nations. That's what, what previous decades of prime ministers have thought. He said had been naive. And he said he wanted to replace wishful thinking with robust pragmatism. He warned against the Cold War rhetoric um, and he stopped short of using the word threat. Um, what do you make of his speech? Does it change our relations with uh, with China? Is it just a recognition of the reality? Does he go far enough? It, it was more rhetoric, wasn't it, really? And very soft rhetoric at that, I think. You think he should have gone further? Yeah, I do. I, no one envies Rishi Sunak's inbox. I mean, you know, it's it's famous to be, famous to be said that he has the busiest inbox of any prime minister in many, many decades, yeah. and I, I get that. But I mean, he, I don't know, Winston Churchill. Well, you know, they all have I a mean, pretty tough know. job, but I think he's got a, a particularly tough job. Um, but I, I do think it seems that he has spent most of his focus in his first four or five weeks weeks on matters of foreign policy. So whether it's, you know, G20, whether it's COP27. Uh, and now, Yeah, and now this particular speech, you know, and we do have rather pressing issues at home. I don't know if you've noticed that. Maybe he'll get round to those I mean, things. They never come up on the show. Maybe he'll get round to those things. And look, I, I do think he was soft. He, he referred to China, of course, not as a threat, but as a challenge, mm. um, which is rather underclubbing it, yeah. I think. Um, he, he did talk about the fact, and he's right, that we thought that by bringing China in from a trade perspective, uh, we could kind of regulate them in some way and make them um, uh, a bit nicer. Well, no, but just the uh, idea is that we've seen in you know Glasnost in, uh, in in Russia was that actually you know if you, yeah, if so. you have economic freedom, but the capitalism basically thrives in you know free market thrives in in, in, in with with democracy. And yeah. everyone, the, the, lots of people thought that that was what was the, naturally going to happen. The issue is happen. that we've allowed China to have their cake and to eat it. And, yeah. and what they've been able to do is to sell the world billions and billions of dollars worth of goods whilst also spying on us and also treating their own people disgracefully. We've also allowed them to basically buy up, as we've done with a lot of the Middle Eastern potentates as well. We allowed them to buy up an awful lot of the world. Mm. Um, their, uh, was it Belt and Road's policy around, sort of, you know, lots of parts of Southeast Asia, Africa particularly for... And, and South America and the Caribbean nations. I mean, they are basically saying, "Oh, what would you like? Would you like a new sewage yes. system? Oh, here you go. By the way, we'd like to buy that mine. And now we own. Now we own pretty much all the lithium in the world. Yes, they're, you know? they're treating I mean, the world like a monopoly board. You yeah. know, in terms of yes, minerals, companies, and of course, property. Yeah. You know, particularly in this country. I mean, I mean, it's really clever. While we have a 24-hour news cycle where you can't even say what the Prime Minister or any political party is going to say on any subject within... I mean, it's 6.38. By 7.38, there'll be a different policy on something. Mm. The Chinese... Now, for good or for ill, I would say largely for ill overall in terms of democracy is messy. 
um, and it should be messy, um, that they have, they don't even have like one day plans, one year plans, five year plans. They've got 20, 30 year plans. There is a plan in China for world domination. Mm. And we need to, you know, we are talking about James Bond style baddie sitting at the bottom of the ocean, stroking his cat, (laughs) planning, planning to take over the world. That is what they're planning to do. They want to become the the, the world, the world power. Um, In my view, with all the failings that, uh, that America has, I would prefer America and all of their failings than, than the Chinese option, particularly when we've seen these protests and the, and the clampdown. Now, we're not seeing, you know, we see people dragged away into uh, into vans. Yeah. And then what happens to them then? Well, it's very different from what happens if you get dragged away in a van in this country. Put it that way. Yes. Um, people standing up, uh, some for free speech, holding a piece of white pieces of paper, blank pieces of paper. Some people just saying that they want an end to some of the draconian zero COVID uh, restrictions, which people have been living on. I mean, literally locked in their homes in a tiny apartments for you know three months at a time unable to leave people worrying running out of food i mean it's been absolutely awful there it's amazing though how much governments in the west and and the media in the west are they're 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 choosing their words about this very carefully and partly because well actually an awful lot of them were very much in favor of these policies for the much of the last two years yes the worm has turned somewhat hasn't it so we're we're now criticizing china for locking people down for 100 days and not allowing them to go out um but when it was this country it was absolutely yeah. fine I mean, because it was in the best never, interests ours were never that trend. oh but of course we've learned more now no we haven't learned any more now no we just the, we just realized the realized that it was unsustainable but we are looking at you know lockdowns in some of the you know the most you know, the, the most productive, important, economically significant parts of the yes. China. When China locks down, it affects all of us. And this is a problem if you're going to rely on a totalitarian authoritarian state like that yeah. for, for your supply of pretty much everything. Hmm. Yes, and, and um, this ridiculous zero COVID policy, which of course anyone with an iota of common sense knows will not work. Mm. The, the other thing missing, of course, from Rishi Sunak's speech yesterday was the question of this BBC journalist. Now, you would think mm. that Rishi would have taken the opportunity yesterday while he was uh, at his podium to at least mm. disparage the fact that well, a BBC we know journalist why, has been dragged away two, and beaten up. Two, yes, two journalists were were, were, take, were were arrested by the police in the UK uh, during just stop oil protests, who identified themselves clearly as journalists, showed press passes, had their phones taken away, kept in a cell for hours on end. Um, that's happened in this country. This is the thing. I do find it fascinating. You know, even people go, oh, this is outrageous. He's, this, he's protests against Syria COVID and, and, and it's outrageous how people are being treated. When those are things. Well, well, where were you when we had the Canadian truckers hmm. uh, saying they'd like the right to work without being forced to have a medical treatment against their will? And had their bank accounts frozen. And had their bank accounts frozen. Hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, they don't off pick and choose who they're upset about. I mean, oh, oh, but, but I can't wear a rainbow bucket hat into a match in Qatar. Yeah, let's focus on the really important stuff, shall we, people? Good point. I mean, it really, it does, it does drive me up the wall, that. It really does. Let's talk about, I mean, I want to talk about the online safety bill in a bit more detail. So let's talk quickly about the match tonight. Look, basically, the, you know, the nation's going to come to a standstill. Yeah. When I say the nation, it's the first all-British World Cup clash. Sorry, Scotland, not involved. Wales are. Delighted, thrilled for Wales. Um, hope Gareth Bale can, can deliver for them. Basically, though, look, we want an England win. We want to go. There may be arguments for us not going top of our group, depending on who we meet. But unless we see a four-goal 
So four-goal lead hmm. uh, a defeat by Wales. Realistically, my lovely Welsh chums, um, hope, I don't want to say it won't happen because it now will. Um, England should be going through. We, you yeah. know, we, we, should have, we should have made that for sure on Friday against the US. But Wales still have a chance of going through. It would be wonderful, wouldn't it, if yeah. we had both home nations going through? It, it, it would. I mean, that would be fantastic. And look, I'm not a huge football fan, I have to confess. But, you know, even I will be sitting there watching this this yeah. evening. Uh, I think it's going to be wonderful. Um, let's hope in the pubs around the countries of England and Wales, it's all very good natured. Um, and um, yes, wouldn't it be wonderful if both went through? But I think that's very unlikely. The odds are very much stacked against Wales. They are, they are. But, you know, valiant, valiant effort. I mean, I do, I do think it was extraordinary, though, that yesterday we had the decision in the afternoon by a national grid about whether or not they were going to trigger an emergency plan to pay households, basically. Could you use less electricity, please, on your smart meters? Hmm. And we'll pay you sort of up to 20 quid. Um, so basically cut the electricity use tonight because it's going to be there's low wind. Oh, oh, really? Let's rely on wind power, shall we? When the wind doesn't blow, what do we do? Uh, it's going to be a particularly cold evening, one of the first cold evenings really of the winter, um, and also, of course, high demand because everyone will be putting the kettle on at the same time, opening the fridge at the same time, uh, watching the telly at the same time, um, and, and therefore there's extra demand. And, and, and despite the fact that we're a first world country, we're not able to cope with that. I mean, what? What does that tell everybody? Although it now seems that that was a bit of a false alarm, doesn't it? Because the, the emergency has been run back from, thankfully. Yeah, but, but the um, fact that it's even, even considered, muted, you know. know, we're not we're not living in Haiti, for goodness sake. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's pathetic. Not yet, isn't it? anyway. Absolutely <laughs> pathetic. And heads should roll that it should even be considered, in my view. 6.43 is time. Uh, we'll talk at the papers uh, up next. And we will be talking about particularly the online safety bill. I'd love to get your thoughts on the changes made. This is Talk Breakfast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.